Welcome to Doggy Dish, where two of LA's best dog trainers serve up a hearty helping of dog topics. At the end of this podcast, we'll provide information on how to contact our trainers. And now, here they are. Hi, welcome to another podcast. This is Laura Burhenny from Animal Attraction Unlimited. And this is Kim Reinhart with Ain't Misbehaving Canine. Today, and, go ahead. Today, we're going to talk about my favorite dog park. Your favorite dog parks? You, no, you go to them talk- a lot, do you? No. <laughs> no. Do you do I in don't. the big dog area or the small dog area? No, actually, I don't. I, 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 at the risk of sounding really negative, I'm not so up on dog parks. Me either. You know what? I actually don't know. I don't know any trainers who are really big on dog parks. I suppose there are some who who are, but most of the dog trainers that I know aren't. And I think the reason for it, well, there's a lot of reasons for it. Let's talk about the pluses first. Let's talk about the pluses. Okay, the pluses of a dog park, and why do we think people go to a dog park? To let their dogs run around off-leash in a safe environment. Safe being the... Safe being they can't run away. Okay, yeah, safe. Let's put that, that one yeah. in quotes. Okay, yeah. let's put safe in quotes for the purposes of this podcast. And also so their dogs can have some social interaction with another dog. Right. With other dogs, correct? And I think, you know, in theory, that sounds great. Yeah, it, it does. sounds great. I mean, I, I like my dogs to have social interaction, and yep. I like them to be loose in, a, in an area that's safe. Enclosed, right. Yes, sure. right. But the problem <laughs> with dog parks, and Is I think... Is the other dogs... Yeah, and people. Yeah. And you know what? I think um, even for some people, their dogs really wouldn't be that into a dog park anyway, and they try to force it. Yeah, they do. By trying was, to make the dog park be okay in a dog park. Yeah, yeah. And, and the person, and I actually heard somebody say this, how can I get my dog to like the dog park? Because whenever I take her there, she cowers underneath me and snarls at every dog that comes up to her. How can I make her like this? <laughs> and you said? And actually, she didn't say it to me. She said it to a trainer friend of mine because she was ah, one of her clients. Okay. And okay. I stood back and I went, oh, you get to handle this one. <laughs> you know, and the answer was, stop taking you her. You don't. Stop forcing your dog to be in a in an uncomfortable situation. Yep. Some dogs just aren't meant for that. I'm not meant to be in a big, large, crowded party. Right. I don't like that. It makes me really uncomfortable, and it's emotionally exhausting. Right. So the answer to how do I make my dog be comfortable in a dog park is you don't. No. You don't. You honor your dog's feelings on this, and you realize that not every dog was meant to be a party animal. Right. And if you have friends with dogs that your dog gets along with, there's not a problem with having one or two dogs come over and you make play dates with them. But to put them in a situation like that where there are 50 other dogs running around. Or walking your dogs together. Most dogs who are not comfortable, who are not very comfortable with other dogs in that kind of setting are comfortable on a walk. Right. Because it's under control, mm-hmm. and you're going someplace, and they're both headed, they're not going in face-to-face. and There's not something a else to distract them. Exactly. Right. And so that's a, another way to make a dog comfortable with dog interaction that's not interaction. Right. That, in the company of other dogs. But there are people whose dogs like to be around other dogs, mm-hmm. and they think it's a great idea to take them to a dog park. Right. And again, on the face of it, it is. The problem is what you said in the very beginning, which is you have no control of who else is there. Uh, right. And you know, there are a lot of dog parks around here where dog walkers show up. They have 10 dogs that they can't possibly 
keep an eye on all of them. They're not, some of those dogs are not appropriate to be in a dog park. I was at a dog park once. Yes, I took my dog there, but I was there. When, my, when I take my dogs there, it's because they're in the car with me all day. I have a l- little bit of downtime in between appointments, and I want my dog to get out of the car and stretch his legs. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You said, I took my dog there, and I forgot to gasp. <laughs> okay, insert gasp here. In, insert gasp here. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, no, it's okay. It's but, done. <laughs> you know, my dogs, if they go there, they're there to run. They're, they're not there to interact with the other dogs. They're there. They just run. They run, and they sniff, and they pee. They come back when I call them, and then we're done. So if another dog tries to run up next to them and tries to interact with them, they look over their shoulder, and they go, no, thank you. I'm running. And they just go on their way. But there was one time I was there with one of my dogs, and there was a dog walker there who had an intact male something that was, it was a medium, 40 pounds, 45 pounds maybe, that she was allowing to mount um, not not even an adolescent Wheaton Terrier. And um, it was a nice male Wheaton, and I really like Wheaton Terriers, and, and... the dog walker continued to tell, and not only was he mounting this Wheaton Terrier, which I'm not real fond of anyway, but he was snarling at him at the same time, snarling and growling at this Wheaton. And this Wheaton did nothing, was did nothing to deserve this, did nothing to provoke this, did nothing. And the dog walker kept telling the guy because the Wheaton was was so young he hadn't been you know neutered yet Uh oh it's because he's intact too it's because he's intact too well you know humping for play is one thing but humping with snarling and growling is a totally another thing and so her dog tried and she's another another it's it's another (laughs) another thing yes and so this poor Wheaton was having to put up with this because this guy was listening to this dog walker And not sticking up for his dog. And then this dog started to come over and mount my dog. And I stepped in between. And this dog had the nerve to look at me and growl at me. Wow. And the dog walker proceeds to tell me, oh, he, it's okay. He's, you know, he's not doing anything wrong. And I said, he's being totally inappropriate. Right. right. He's being inappropriate. He's being a bully. Well, I have to say, I took my dogs to a dog park exactly one time. Mm-hmm. I've sat outside of dog parks before, and I've watched the interaction. It's it's it can be really disturbing to say the least. I mean, I, I and so I'm not sold on them. But I had uh, two dogs with me that I had the same thing. I had had them out all day. They needed to get out and move. We were near a dog park. My dogs are very social with other dogs. Mm-hmm. They're very accustomed to being around other dogs. They're a lot like your dogs mm-hmm. in that they will get out and run and pretty much mind their own business. Yeah. It's not that they are hostile to other animals. They just... They're they not just there to wrestle. They're not there to play. They're not there to... Right. Yeah. Because that is, that's typically puppy behavior. Right. Most uh, adult dogs that are intact will not continue to have that level of play, especially not with stranger dogs. It's, it's not really normal dog behavior. Right. So, all right, normal. What's the word I'm looking for? It's not really healthy functioning dog behavior. So it's kind of when they get stuck in adolescence is when they continue to play really rough with strangers. Mm -hmm. They may play with their friends, but they don't play really rough with strangers. So I had my two dogs, two Staffordshire Bull Terriers, and I took them there, and I took them to the side of the park that I thought, you know, nobody was at, and they started to run with each other, which is what they did. Told them, get out, go, and they started to run, 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 run burning off some energy. They knew what the program was. And uh, two dogs made a beeline across the park towards them. And 
I know my dogs, and I know my dogs very well, and I know that they're not going to overreact to something like that. But right. these dogs instantly barreled right into them, slammed into them. I think they only slammed into one dog. They were attempting, the two of them. And there was some rolling, and then a couple of other dogs broke up, broke off from the group that was overplaying and came uh-huh. running over. And, of course, I'm r- racing as fast as I can to get in between it. Right. <laughs> I mean, and the owners of the other dogs are I, doing nothing, No, sure. just watching. No, nothing. just watching. Right. Yeah, it's perfectly acceptable. So I scooted the other these dogs away from my dogs, and my dogs started to run again because they knew the program. That's what they were there for. And, again, they were hunted down in the park. And, and I... I leashed them up and got them out of there. Right. Because in the end, I trust my dogs, but there's only so much that a dog will put up with. And dogs coming over and barreling into them is not one of the things that they will put up. Even a dog that is social, and my dogs are around other animals all the time because I do agility, and I have friends with dogs that they're allowed to interact with. And so I leashed up my dogs, and I started to get the heck out of there and of course since I had gone to a remote part of the park I had to walk across the park again to um, get out of there and so these other dogs had left and they went over and started to play and the next thing you know as I'm walking across the park one of those dogs jumps another dog in the park they're squealing and screaming and the guy is running over and tackling his dog to try to stop him and honestly it was just too wild for me yeah I mean, I used to... Because they let the dogs practice and practice and practice the behavior, and then when it gets out of hand, then they get mad at the dog, and the dog's going, what, I've been doing this the whole time, and now you're getting mad at me? Right. Well, and and the thing is, I used to work in a free-run doggy daycare, Mm -hmm. and so I'm accustomed to seeing dogs play, but the difference is that in that situation, there was... There was somebody always overseeing it. And there right. was always somebody ready to pull down the energy level when it got a little edgy and out of hand. Right. And the problem in a dog park is everybody thinks their dog is above reproach or beyond right. reproach. That Everybody thinks that their dog is okay. So, I, And I have had people say this to me, not in a dog park situation, but I've certainly heard this. And these for me are, are, are killer words. And that is, oh, my dog is fine with other dogs as long as they know their place. <laughs> Great. Yeah, Lovely. which is, just curls my hair. And my typical response to them is, uh, what if my dog didn't read your dog's manual? Right. I mean, what if he doesn't know what your dog considers his place? Right. Yeah, I was, when I was there, I was there once with Sammy, and he had just finished running. We were going back to the car, and he goes over to the water bowl, and he starts to drink. And I'm filling up a water thing or washing my hands or doing something, and I hear a growl, snappy type of thing. And I knew it wasn't Sammy, but I know my dog Sammy, and he's one that would go, what's up with you? Don't start You know, yeah. yeah. Especially when he's not doing anything. All he's doing is drinking water. And so I instantly go, ah, stop. You know, knock it off. Ah, make make right. my stop noise. Right. And the guy who owns this little, you know, this female dog says, oh, she's all talk. And I said, you know, she's going to do that to the wrong dog one of these days. Yeah. She's yeah. going to do that to to the to a dog that's not going to back down. And then she's going to really get herself hurt. Yep. You know, and yep. he went, oh, I didn't think of that. Yep. You know, she was walking around being a bully for no reason. She was growling at my dog for getting water. I know. Like as if she owns the water bowl. Right. And unfortunately, because that owner was not savvy enough to step in and stop her and move her away from there, she could have gotten into a terrible fight. Oh, she could have. And, you know, it's a funny thing because I realize 
that a lot of people use dog parks, mm-hmm. and that downing dog parks is a very it's a very politically incorrect thing to do at this point because yeah. people are really into dog parks. But the truth is, a lot of times I will have clients that that use dog parks or that go to. There's an area up in what is that area up in the mountains up here? Right, everybody Canyon? goes to. Yeah. Yeah. And they will take their dogs to these areas, and they say, oh, my dog goes there all the time, and, and there's never been any problem. And I say, really? Because, you know, there is a potential for an issue because you never know who else is going to be there. In fact, mm-hmm. I've, I've trained in Runyon Canyon with people. Right. I've taken, you know, I've gone up there with people who that was the place that they take their dogs, and the whole time I'm there, I'm just on edge. Yes. Watching, it's watching so nerve-wracking. It's so yeah. nerve-wracking. Absolutely. But it, what's interesting about this is that, I will have clients say, oh, no, we've never had a problem. And then later on we'll be talking about something and they'll say, well, you know, she's a little uncomfortable in this set of circumstances because one time this dog went after her. Great. (laughs) And got her down and she was screaming. And I say, wow, where did this happen? And they say, oh, it was at the dog park. And I don't know if it's because people only remember the parts that they want to remember. Right. Or what. But Or but they think that one little tiny incident wasn't a big deal, when yet, in actuality it was. Well, and yet they know it is because they know that their dog is now uncomfortable around right. other dogs. I don't really understand the fascination with dog parks, to be honest with you. I think it was a great idea in it theory. It was a great concept. In theory. Right. But then, well, we have a friend who had a greyhound. She took him to the dog park near her house. And a guy with another dog walked in, and it was a pit bull. And, I mean, Kim and I are both big fans of pit bulls, so this isn't coming off as a pit bull bash. Right. But this guy obviously wanted his dog to get some practice fighting. Walked into the dog park with his dog, turned his dog loose. The dog went after the greyhound, sent the greyhound to the hospital. The dog, the guy calls his dog, walks away, you know, puts the dog in the car and leaves. Right. And her dog goes to the hospital. Right. Right. You know, so you never know what you're going to... And then there are also the people with the little tiny dogs. Now, most dog park areas now have a little tiny or a shy dog area where at least now they can separate out the little dogs from the big dogs. But the problem with that is that it's all self-regulated. So it's up to an owner to decide where their dog belongs. I think there should be a lifeguard there. I do, too. There should be some kind of lifeguard in the dog park that is officially somebody who knows about dog body language and dog behavior and can say... That's not okay. You need to stop your dog right now. But they would be the bad guy of the world because, honestly, people love their animals dearly, and they tend to develop blind spots when it comes to their own animals. What what I think a lot of times people don't understand is you can have a perfectly fabulous dog with a problem behavior. Right. And so if somebody... doesn't make him a bad dog. No. And so if somebody points out that your dog is not interacting in in a good way, you can take offense. People will take offense... Because you're calling their dog bad, when in reality what you're talking about is the behavior. I had a an incident once where I took a dog, this was quite a while ago, I took my dog out to a park, a local park, it was not a dog park, I was a lawbreaker, but anyway, I took my dog out to a, <laughs> a local park. And it was uh, a long time ago, the statute of limitations <laughs> is up, I'm sure. Oh yeah, no, it was long, long, long ago in a in a... In a universe far, far, far away, a world right. far, far away. But anyway, there were some people out there, and they had met. In, they were regulars in the park, and they met in the park with this group of dogs. And there were probably a group of, oh, I don't know, eight or nine dogs. And and I came out with my dog, who was a lovely, 
lovely dog with great manners with other dogs. Just one of those amazing dogs that you could have around anything. But he was a fast runner. All my dogs are pretty motivated. I like to do dog sports, so I have dogs that like to run around. And I put him down, let him run. I wasn't even joining their group, to be honest with you. I was just using the park because that's where I was. I was close by, and he took off running, and there was a a big mixed dog, like a Rottweiler mix, and the dog was running over the top of him. This was, again, a Staffordshire Bull Terrier. They're not Mm -hmm. real big dogs. They're about 40 pounds and, and not real high at the shoulder. And this dog kept running over the top of my dog, running over the top of him, and every time he would stop, he would he would top him so he would he would right. climb on top of him and and um i know my dog very well and i know that he was a just a amazingly good-natured dog who just would move away move away move away that was his way of handling problems was right. he would just kind of move away from a very confident dog but i'm watching this happen and i'm and i'm saying to the guy please call him off right please call him off and he's saying oh he does that to all the new dogs as if somehow that made it okay. Made it okay, yeah. Well, he does it to everybody, and nobody's ever been killed yet. And I said, well, it's really, really rude behavior in the dog world. I mean, your dog is, he's going to get in a fight that way. Right. Well, all we're here all the time, as if somehow I was trespassing so, upon their, yeah. their, because we were all lawbreakers together, I got yeah. news for you. And we're here all the time, and all these dogs know each other, and there's not a problem. And I said, okay, but I'm not looking to join your group. We're just out here. Right. My dog didn't even want to get involved in the group. Right. His dog was breaking away and coming over to my dog. And I think the guy wasn't a bad guy. But what he was was just really uneducated yeah. about what was happening and right. how much of a call right. to arms or a call to a fight that was. Right. And well, but see, that's why I think that if there's like a lifeguard type person in the in a dog park that at least can, in a nice way, explain to people, look, do you see that behavior there? That means this and that and to help educate the people not just your dog is being inappropriate you need to get out right now i agree i think it would end up being your dog is being inappropriate and get out because i know i've tried to explain to people in a nice way what's going on there and people unfortunately it is like talking to people about their children right but at the same time were you wearing a uniform that said official dog park (laughs) official dog park lifeguard see because because i think that way it's kind of like unsolicited advice you know what i mean nobody likes unsolicited advice and when you go up and you start just telling somebody about well i'm I'm not talking unsolicited advice i'm talking about asking them to get their dogs off my dogs right right and that's what i'm talking about Okay. So it's not like I walked like up you just went just up to start. okay because because we do have a friend who who has a habit of doing that and for the longest time people were giving her really the dagger look yeah it's like did I ask you did I ask for your opinion you know even if she prefaced it with with oh I'm a dog trainer so I know it's like well but so I don't care that's right I'm I a dentist open your mouth you know yeah no I'm I'm actually not talking about unsolicited advice. I'm talking about times when I've tried to tell people, even clients. I've even had clients get offended when I told them that what their dog was doing was inappropriate. And I, and I have to continuously stress to them, I'm not saying your dog is a bad dog. Your dog's a delightful dog. That's a problem behavior. Right. And has the potential to have this effect on what's going on here. But I think, you know what I, I, and I don't think it's a bad idea. I mean, I do think that there should be people in the dog parks, reg- parks regulating them. What would have to happen, I think, is that you would they would then have to be something that you paid to get into because somebody's got to pay that salary for that person or people that are around basically 
policing what's going on. Well, yeah, not only that, but see, and that's not a bad idea because if you were a member, if you were a paying member of the dog park, then they have your dog's name, your name, your dog's license number, all of that stuff, so that if your dog were to cause a problem or send another dog to the hospital or whatever, they have a way to track you down. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I would like to see that. I would definitely like to see that. I think there's a lot of people that I talk to who wouldn't like to see that. Yeah. There are a lot of people that I talk to that wouldn't like to pay the money. There are a lot of people that I would that I talk to that wouldn't like to see somebody regulating things. Right. A really good friend of mine at one time was talking about going to a beach where they let the dogs. It's a dog beach. Yeah. So the dogs are yeah, allowed to Yeah, there's one down on in Huntington Park. There are a couple up and down the coast. I don't know specifically where she was talking about going, but they were going to camp. So apparently this is okay. a, a beach that allows camping. And I said, uh, you know, I'm really uncomfortable with that. That's, that's very similar to a a dog park and she said oh but you know be so much fun for them and I said absolutely the problem is you're just gonna have to be really careful about who else is out there and and she got this funny look on her face and she said god you know what you're saying I it just occurred to me that we have a friend that has this dog that is a very large breed dog and dog's not good with other dogs Mm mm-hmm but these people would go to this dog beach. They were talking about going to this dog beach. This dog right. is, is not good with other dogs. Right. But their blind spot is they love their dog. They can't see it as not being good with other right. dogs. And they think they're as entitled for their dog to go out and have a good time as right. anybody else. Right. So there is this, not necessarily that they wish anybody else harm, right. but that somehow telling them that they can't go because their dog is not doesn't really have the social skills to handle it and could potentially be dangerous. It's a Rottweiler. It's a big yeah. dog. Would be insulting to them. And, yeah. And they would feel like you were trying to in, infringe on their their rights. Yeah. The dog park thing, in addition to practicing bad behavior and all of that stuff, it can also cause what's called barrier frustration. I mean, a lot of dogs are fine off-leash with other dogs or what some people in a dog park would consider to be fine when in actuality it's not. And even if the dog is fine, you put them on a leash and you walk them down the street and the dog is becomes aggressive on the leash because of barrier frustration. And that can stem from a dog park, from having free access to dogs and being able to play with dogs. And now there's that barrier of the leash not allowing him to get to the other dogs. Mm-hmm. So dog parks can cause leash aggression. You know, the bottom line is, and this is just the ugly truth, dogs get hurt. And even killed in dog parks. Yeah. It's happened. Oh, yeah. It's certainly happened, and I have several memories mm-hmm. of it. So if you're contemplating going to a dog park, I think that there's a couple of good rules to follow. Yeah. One is know your dog and be very realistic about assessing your dog's ability to handle that multi-dog situation. If your dog is uncomfortable, don't put them in a situation that they're uncomfortable in. Don't try to push them into a box that you want to see them in. Right. I want to see my dog be social. Therefore, even though my dog does not demonstrate that he's comfortable with this, I'm going to push him into that situation. The other thing is, if you're there and you see behavior that you question, what's out happening? Out of their dog or out of another dog? Any dog. Okay. Leave. Right. Leave. Leave. And if it's your dog, don't go back. Right. And another suggestion is if you really want to go to a dog park, try to go... Not at the peak time, because after work, you know, sometimes before work, on the weekends, those are the times when there are going to be more dogs there, which of course means more potential for issues, for problems to Mm -hmm. crop up. Also, if you go at the same time every day or every week or whatever it is, then it's more likely to be the same group of people there. 
So then you're gonna more likely to become friends. Your dog isn't having to deal with the same new dogs all the time. Right. And then you can all kind of stick together. And if somebody does come in with a dog that's inappropriate, then all of you will have more power to go, yeah, you know what, your dog is being inappropriate. And some people people will listen to that. There's an unofficial dog park. I'm not telling you this, <laughs> up underneath the Hollywood sign that I have some clients that go to, and they've done that before. Right. Oh, somebody will come in with a really aggressive dog, and they shoo them away, and they go, look, you know what, your dog doesn't belong here. And because there are multiple people, if it were one person saying, I don't want your dog doing that to my dog, it would be a one-on-one thing. But yeah. if the dog is being really inappropriate, and it's a group of people who stick together and go, look, your dog just doesn't belong here, then the person's more likely to leave and take their dog someplace yeah. else. It's also a really good idea to have some kind of pet deterrent on you. Oh, absolutely. Direct stop or spray shield or whatever they're calling it now. These are citronella pet deterrents that you can use that are in a... They spray a, 8 to 10 feet. They're they're like in a canister like pepper spray. Right. But it's not pepper spray. No, but it's not. It, but it, it, it can be helpful for squelching dog aggression. However, number one rule, bottom line, this is what I tell every client that I have. Number one rule, bottom line, if you see something that makes you uncomfortable, leave. Don't try to pressure somebody else out of the park. Don't try to get them to control right. their dog. Don't try to expect, don't say, well, my dog's being fine, but their dog's being a jerk, so therefore I shouldn't leave. Leave. Right. Protect your, your dog. dog. That is your number one priority, protect your dog. And people who don't protect their dogs, believe me, there have been multiple incidences of dogs getting attacked. So in the end, if your dog is attacked, it won't matter to you if you're right or wrong. What will matter to you is that your dog is in pain. Protect your dog. Thanks for joining us. This is Laura Berhani from Animal Attraction Unlimited. And Kim Reinhardt, the very negative trainer today on <laughs> From Amos Babe and Canine. I hope you come back after this. Bye. You have been listening to Doggy Dish, a podcast series about dog training and other related issues. To suggest a topic for a future segment, please email us at dogdishtopics at yahoo.com. To learn more about our featured trainers, Or if you're interested in training for your own dog and you live in the Los Angeles area, you may contact Laura or Kim directly. To speak with Laura, call 818-800-4818 or visit her website at www.petdogtrainer.com. To speak with Kim, call 818-890-1133 or visit her website at www.beagooddog.com. Thank you for listening.